This is Joe Peters at Coldwell Banker, and I'm about to interview Ann Buckley-Johnson of the Buckley-Johnson Law Firm, and she's going to explain to us today how she helps veterans get their back benefits paid to them, even if it's years and years after they were injured. Please listen in. So hello, it's Joe Peters from Coldwell Banker, and I've got Ann Buckley-Johnson on the phone with me, who is a veterans attorney. And say hello, and give us a little bit about your background. All right, thank you so much, Joe. So I am a lawyer specializing in helping our U.S. military veterans get disability compensation from the Veterans Administration. This is regulated by statute and our firm only does appeals after a veteran is denied. We are not allowed to get paid for helping veterans file the initial paperwork. So if a veteran is denied, then they can call us and we help them fight the VA to get the disability benefits. Super, and when I first met you, you were a, an attorney doing this as one of the things you did. Uh, mm -hmm. about your, your educational background and, and what you did before this, and then we'll get back to where we just were. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So I went to Rutgers Law School. That's where I met my husband, who now, by the way, is my business partner. Wow. So we are the Buckley Johnson Law Firm. Okay. So we both started at big law firms right out of law school. We were blessed and believe me, we worked hard in law school to earn our degrees and to where we landed. And working big firms is great, paid off our debt, but wasn't totally satisfying. One of our friends from law school is also a veterans lawyer and he's the one who convinced us, you know what, we, we should think about doing this because he knew us from law school, he's known us for 20 years and he knew our personality and that we really like to help people. So he's like, you can practice your passion right. and get paid for it and fulfill your dream of helping people. So we kicked it around a bit and it was a slow go because we had to transition what we were doing before. And I made the jump leap of faith first and I opened up the firm and started focusing on only helping our veterans. And believe it or not, Joe, we still haven't launched a website. Well, wow. all word of mouth. And this is sadly because so many veterans need help. The VA, some judges are good. Some judges need more training because there are so many veterans who get denials that are arbitrary and capricious and they need help fighting the VA. Wow, because I know when I first met you, I remember the first time you got up and stood up at our group meeting, you said, I love to litigate. And I, I, I looked at Ann, who was, I don't know, I would say an average sized person. And I said, I could just not see this woman in court litigating. So I love the fact that she said that because now I know she can. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, yes. We did and some real estate together and... Uh, so how long were you in the litigation? That was still with the big firm when you were? No, you were on your own when I first met you. you had just I think I had just started on my own when we first met. So out of law school, I worked for a big law firm in Newark, Sales Commerce, and it was litigation. I was doing construction defect litigation, and I loved going to court. I loved arguing. I loved oral argument. I loved the brief writing. And a little bit of history on that. My husband and I, while we were in Rutgers Law School, we started dating, 
and we decided it would be a good idea if we were partners for the school-wide argument competition. There was oral argument and brief writing. We went all the way to the finals with wow. our oral argument skills. So we argued before federal judges and Third Circuit Court of Appeals judges in Philadelphia, and we came in second place. We were beyond ecstatic that we got that far. So part of it was oral argument skills. The other half was brief writing. We came in second place with the brief, which was unheard of. Either your strong writing or your strong oral argument. Right, right. We got second place in both. So, so it was really cool. Tell the listeners what a brief is when you write it. So a brief is the reasons why somebody should win. So it is a written document mm -hmm. where we have to put forth the facts and we carve it out into the best light for our client for whatever issue we're trying to win. And it includes research of the law and then applying the facts to the law and doing our best to convince the judge why our client should win whichever benefit we're trying to win for them. So it takes a lot of time, a lot of research. You need to know your facts inside and out, and then you put it on paper and submit it. And sometimes we can ask for a hearing and we'll have our client testify. And then we put their testimony in the record. In addition to the legal reasons why they should win, now we have the factual reasons with the client swearing under oath that what they say is true. And you combine the brief with the client testimony, with the oral argument, because then we have a chance to tell the judge verbally why it is our veteran client should win. So we put it all together. That's super. So how big is the business you're in? I mean, are, are there a lot of vet, you know, client attorneys? Or is it something that is a new, new industry? It's a fairly new industry. Only beginning in 2007 were attorneys allowed to charge real legal fees for helping veterans. Before 2007, attorneys got paid $50. So if it took two hours to represent a veteran or two weeks, 45, 60 hours, the legal fee was $50. So you really only did this if you were in retirement mode. Something right. right. So 2007, they changed the rules. And once you became accredited, which is really like going, almost going through an FBI background check to huh. get your accreditation. You have to be in good standing. You have to give them references and everything is researched. So once you're accredited, then you're allowed to represent veterans for fee. So this just started in 2007. And I must say a lot of attorneys don't know this is a practice area. And ones who do, basically put the stop sign up because it takes two, three, four years to get enough cases in the pipeline where now you're going to be earning income mm -hmm. because it could take one, two, three years to get a decision where it's a yes and the veteran gets money and then our attorney fees are limited to 20% of the past due benefits that the veteran gets on the appeal. So for a lot of attorneys, it just doesn't make sense economically to even begin this field. So it's, we, we call it in the industry of a tiger by the tail. You've got a business going, you've got expenses business-wise and personal-wise, and 
in order to transition to something else. Uh, feeding that pipeline takes a lot of effort. So what you did, if I understand it, is you got into it slowly while your husband stayed in corporate law and then got the business going. And I know it was a tremendous undertaking. I've known you probably five years at this point in time. And then when it got to a point of it was successful enough, he joined you. Yes. We got so successful in 2017. I told my husband, either we need to take out a loan because we need to hire another lawyer. Because again, not advertising, not having a website yet. Veterans were finding us just word of mouth. Wow. And I got so busy so fast. I told him either you need to quit your job and join me and take this leap of faith with me, or we need to take out a loan because we need to hire a full-time lawyer to keep up with all, all the work that we had. Hmm. So, you know, we discussed it. And of course, prayed about it and sought wisdom and he took right. a leap of faith. So January 1, he became my partner at the Buckley Johnson Law Firm. What year was that? 2018. 2018. So we're coming up on three years. Yes. Yeah. So your practice, I know you live in the Bridgewater, Branchburg area. Your yeah. practice is out of your house or do you have a, an office somewhere? Bridgewater, New Jersey is our office. Okay. But of course now with COVID, yep. um, we are working from home yep. and we go to the physical office a couple times a week, a few times a week to pick up our mail. But we're being incredibly cautious with this. I think we still don't understand exactly what COVID can do. Right. And for those people who recover, now there's the long lasting side effects. So we're, we're doing our best to isolate ourselves so that we can keep our family safe. Right. And so we can continue functioning as a law firm. We have a lot of veterans depending on us right now. Wow. So do you have another other staff besides your husband and you and the admin people? We want to. And this year we really need to. But because of COVID, we're not going to the office. Right. So we're kind of stuck. <laughs> so good and bad. Because of COVID, now we're not going out. We're not socializing. So that extra time that we have staying safe, we're pouring it into getting all the work done. Good, 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 good. I'm, I'm finding um, that people aren't commuting anymore and they have a lot of extra things. One of them is time. Another one of them is money that they're not spending commuting. And, and thirdly, I'm, I live in the Clinton area in Huntington County. And I have a couple of guys that work in our development, live in our development that work for AT&T and Basking Ridge. And they're not going back 22 miles to Basking Ridge. It's, forget New York and Hoboken and Jersey City. The upwardly progressible people, and um, Jim Hughes from Rutgers calls them the, the, the something elite. What is his word for it? But the people who have got the accreditations that they can work from home, like you can, like I can to a great extent, like many people can, have found that I don't really ever need to go somewhere else. I can do most of what I'm doing here. And then he calls it a K-shaped curve that people like you and I have found a way to keep our business going and have barely missed a beat. But the bottom half of the K-curve are, are the people who have to go to work, the people that are in retail and restaurants and gas stations. And then right in the middle come the first responders who are doctors and nurses and hospital people and firemen and police and 
Um, there's no way you can be a policeman from home. So we have really three levels of how this has affected us. And um, to my thinking, and I've interviewed a lot of people about this, it depends where you're at on the food chain. If you're in that elite group that have enough credentials you can work from home, you're probably doing okay. And if you're first responder, there's work for you at whatever you were doing. But the people in Main Street America are finding that their hours may have been cut or maybe the restaurant's not there anymore or closed. And it's becoming very difficult down at that. And especially with the, the COVID assistance from the government now on hold since like September 5th, it's been tough for a lot of people. But that's the economy. Let's talk about your business. Your, your business starts when somebody has made a claim and got denied. Correct. You're not looking for people to make the claim with. Anything. No, no, we're not allowed to get paid for doing the initial application. Okay. So doesn't necessarily mean we don't do that for free. We do. Right. In these situations, a veteran client comes to us and they filed a claim for back disability. They injured their back 40 years ago in military service. It's documented it's in their service treatment records. Now they have really bad arthritis, degenerative disc disease in their back. And in talking to them, explain how it happened. Well, it was really, they were parachuting and there was something wrong with the parachute and the parachute didn't open up all the way. They were scared to death, thankful to be alive. Right. So I say, all right, stop, put the brakes on. Now, to me, this triggers a mental health disability as well. So do you still have nightmares about this traumatic event where you could have died? Well, yes, I do. And okay, what are your symptoms? Well, I'm angry, I'm irritable, I'm depressed, I'm anxious. I don't sleep at night, but okay. So because of lack of sleep, do you have crying spells? Do you isolate? Do you not wanna go on social events because you're so tired? Does it impact your job? Can you finish tasks? Can you make decisions easily? Mm -hmm. And once they get that whole line of questioning answered, it turns out, you know what? You should file a claim for acquired psychiatric disorder secondary to this in-service traumatic accident that you had that caused your back disability. So in that case, I'll advise them you should file a brand new claim for your mental health. And because I'm helping you already on the appeal, I will file this mental health claim for you for free. You are not allowed to pay me anything. I'm not allowed to get charged for it. If you win, fine. Congratulations, you deserve it, you're a veteran. If the VA denies that new mental health claim, then I can pick up the appeal and then I can appeal for you. And if we win the appeal, then I get paid. And sometimes clients win first round. Okay, congratulations. But I still have the potential to earn money on that case because we have the back disability appeal pending. And if I'm successful in proving the back disability claim that it happened in military service, that the veteran still has a physical disability because of it, and it's caused by the in-service event, then I would get paid out of the money that the veteran gets from that back appeal. So it's a win-win for everybody. We did this to help people. We have no ambition on being millionaires. Money doesn't buy happiness. We want to be comfortable and we want to help people. So that's what we do. And is there a limit as to how far back you can go? I mean, is it like 50 years, 20 years? 
Does it matter? It depends on the facts. So everything with law depends, right? Right. So if, say, 1972, someone from Vietnam filed a claim for PTSD, which was caused, called battle fatigue or neurosis back then, and say there's a rating decision in the file that says, no, this claim is denied because there's no evidence this veteran served in combat. Okay, so now fast forward years later, this client lands in my office and he filed a new claim for PTSD and the new decision says, you were previously denied this claim you didn't provide new and relevant evidence, so we're denying the claim again. So that tells us, okay, we got to go back through the file, years and years of paperwork back, and find the first decision. So it says, okay, no evidence of combat. So now I get the personnel records, whether they're in the file, or whether I have to get them from St. Louis, Missouri, in the archives. And now I see a combat action ribbon that he earned in 1969 that should have been in the file, but wasn't in the file for whatever reason, now I can reopen that claim, prove that this is a combat veteran, and there's certain regulations that protect our combat veterans. And one of them basically says, if a combat veteran says his injury happened in combat, VA must give him the benefit of the doubt. So I get evidence that he was in combat. I get some details from the veteran. What did you see? What did you experience? How has it impacted you? If I win the appeal now, now I can do a legal argument, which is a legal writing, telling the VA why you need to reopen this decision from 1972 and why you owe the veteran 40 years of retroactive benefits because you made a mistake in 1972. Wow. Those are rare. We work really hard on those because it could be, you know, a good payday for the veteran right. and we would get 20% of that. So if, if somebody did something in 1972 and now it's roughly 50 years later, they could get almost 50 years of a monthly disability. Retroactive. Yes. Retroactive. Yes. In, yes. In theory. Does it get paid out of Social Security disability or is it a separate VA payment? VA is a separate pile of money reserved for our veterans. And many states, a veteran can get Social Security disability plus VA disability. Wow. Yeah. So it's worth, worth investigating. Wow. And we're telling a lot of our veteran clients now, so if we get a doctor report and the doctor says you are 100% disabled because of your back injury and because of post-traumatic stress disorder, which is abbreviated PTSD. Then we advise our clients, okay, now you should file a claim for social security disability because there's a possibility you would be entitled to that in addition to your VA disability, depending on their age and if they're unable to work now. That's amazing. I mean, you're, you're really putting people back on a financial track of being comfortable from maybe being destitute or, or living a very meager income because of what happened to them. Yeah, we have clients that in the end, success stories, because like what you were just alluding to for years, they've been unable to work. They didn't know where to go where there was these, the stigma attached to 
mental health treatment. So they never went to the VA for mental health treatment. And they've been living in their mother's basement since they're 22 years old. I mean, it's really, really sad what these veterans have gone through and what they have suffered. And, you know, then we get the ridiculous decisions coming back. You know, some of them recently have said things like, well, you say you were acquired this mental health condition in Vietnam, yet you didn't seek treatment until 50 years later. So we're denying the claim. And, you know, I just wish I can call them up on the phone and tell them, could you please read your own regulations? Right. And please read DSM-5, which is the book for mental health disorders. It clearly says delayed onset PTSD is a psychiatric condition and it's called delayed onset. You don't have to get treatment for it right away. So we deal with a lot of these ridiculous and frustrating decisions and that just empowers us more yeah. to keep fighting and do a better job and help as many veterans as we can because losing one is too many for us. I can imagine the gratification that's in it for you. And I know getting started, it was a lot to fill the funnel that you were paying the bills out of it. And, and that's why you still did your other law practice for a while. But now that you're in it and you're both into it and and in effect, you probably could use some clerical help. There's got to be tremendous gratification seeing this happen. What made you want to do this? You told me that last time. That's what I want to ask you. You know, I always wanted to help people. That's what I knew from the start going to law school. And I didn't know what exactly that would be. Just wanted to help people. And then, you know, I got the great clerkship, landed the great job. And I didn't feel like I was really helping people. I paid off my law school debt, put myself through school, paid for everything. Once that was done, I'm like, okay, now I really want to love my job. So what yeah. is it? That I can do. And then our friend from law school fell into this line of work in Connecticut. And he's the one who said, you know what, you need to look into this, get accredited, start talking to people, the clients will find you, trust me. And that's what happened. Isn't that neat? So let's do a little commercial for you right now. It's the Buckley Johnson Law Firm. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Okay, you would call us at 609 609- Eight zero five six zero nine zero. Our offices are in Bridgewater, New Jersey, nine nine one Route twenty two West, Suite two hundred, Bridgewater, New Jersey zero eight eight zero seven. And because this is federal law, we are not limited to only helping veterans from New Jersey. We can help veterans anywhere in wow. the United States. And our practice has grown where we have clients all over the country now, which wow. is really, really cool. And a lot of it we do over the phone. So I haven't met a lot of our clients yet. But once COVID's over, you yeah. know, we have lots of plans of you know, meeting people in person. And you touched on the point, Joe, of you know, gratifying and similar with you, like you make people's dreams come true, finding their perfect house or selling their house and letting them go somewhere else, like for Florida, you right. know, Florida, for instance, you know, so you fulfill their dreams and you get a lot of the thank yous and the emails and pictures of people after they've redone their house to make it themselves. And 
Yeah, that's tremendously gratifying because you know you, you've helped people. Mm-hmm. Well, similar for us as well. And what I love is we'll get phone calls years later from someone we helped thanking us again and telling us how we've changed their life and they couldn't have done it without us. I'm like, you know what? All right. We are where we are supposed to be. This is, this is what we were meant to do to help people and that clients remember you three, four, five years later. It's a beautiful thing. We just had something happen to us about 45 days ago where a client that um, actually went to their wedding and it was got to be five years ago. And I saw him at a hundred and technical club that we both belong to called Pack hundred and, and got to talk about it. He's got a three-year-old daughter now. And oh, I got wow. a call from her saying, we're ready to trade up. We bought this house in Bridgewater. They're up sort of just below Bedminster and before you get over to Martinsville, that general area, which is a really nice area, Bridgewater. And um, we went over to see them. I actually showed them a half a dozen houses. They could see what their money could buy. And they literally showed the pictures of the wedding and we were in it and we got to play with their daughter who's two years or she's two. It was just the most, it's where it's at. You know, it is. You have earned their trust. Yep. And now you're considered part of the family. Excellent. You know, these are, we're both blessed to be in unique industries where we can really build client relationships. You know, you're with clients sometimes for months, depending on the market. Talking with them, showing them houses, really getting to know them. It's similar for us because it takes months to years before we finish a VA appeal. And you really, you you bond with who you're working with. Right. And you're like us. They're not just the client. They, they become someone like a lifelong friend in a lot of cases. Exactly. So if somebody's out there sitting saying, I don't know if my case is worth talking to Anne about, should they call you anyway? They absolutely could. So there is no fee for consultation. Remember, we are regulated. We are only allowed to get paid if and when we win an appeal. So call us. If we can't help you, I'll be honest, um, the phone call may look something like this. Well, you need to file your initial claim. And if you get denied, put me on speed dial and I'm happy to discuss it with you once you're in the appeal stage where I can help. But a lot of veterans, they just need some sort of advice and roadmap. Like, what do you do? Right. You know, unfortunately, when veterans are discharged, they don't get a pamphlet saying, hey, you may be entitled to all of these things. And by the way, if you're having nightmares about like today, the people coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan, you know what, you might have post-traumatic stress here, call somebody, talk to someone, file a claim. There's no handbook given to poor veterans. So these men and women come home, a lot of them suffer in silence. They don't know what's going on in their head. And they're embarrassed again, because of this stupid mental health stigma attached, which needs to go away. Our brain is our biggest and most complex organ. And I really wish people would change the terminology. It's not a mental illness. It is a brain illness. And if your heart hurts, you're going to the heart doctor. Well, you know what? Your brain hurts. You need to go to a brain doctor. Stop calling it mental illness. That makes me crazy right now. 
So I saw a show about homeless people. And the show got to the point that many kids grow up in broken houses and households. And in effect, as soon as they're able enough, they probably haven't finished high school or just finished high school, they join the service. And they get into the first regimentation they've ever had in their life. They may have never had their own room. They have never had their own house. Um, now, for four years, eight years, whatever, they're in the service, they've got somebody telling what to do, where to do it, how to do it, and whatever. And all of a sudden, it's over. And now, there's sort of no going back to where they came from. They have difficulty finding employment, and to some extent, represent a good proportion of what are our homeless people. Do you find that in what you're doing, that these are people you're hearing from, or is it, I don't know, I don't, maybe I'm off on a tangent there, but it, I always felt so sorry for these people. But you're, you're onto something that is a crisis in our country. There are so many homeless veterans, it's mind boggling. Now there are facilities at VA hospitals, for example, Lions VA hospital up in Basking Ridge in New Jersey, they have a homeless veteran program and veterans can share a room and they can be offered you know, lunch tickets you know, to go get breakfast, lunch and dinner, and they can get counsels on how to find a job, et cetera. And that's good for now, but it's yep. temporary. And there's also Veterans Haven North and Veterans Haven South in New Jersey, homeless places for veterans to help them get back on their feet. The only problem is these places fill up. And many times veterans, they lose a job or their apartment gets, they get evicted from their apartment or their house gets foreclosed. And because of their illness, they've alienated themselves from family. So mm -hmm. now they're homeless and they're desperate and they don't have any food. And it's real when they find homeless veteran communities living under bridges and living in woods. It, it happens. It, it, it's a real thing. Wow. Wow. Yes. So there's, there's a tremendous opportunity to help people. And, and these people can call you too. Once again, Ann's number is 609-805-6090. Um, I think that was my phone, not yours. I think, in effect, um, I would suggest to anybody listening that either is in a situation where they need help or knows of somebody in their family that needs help. Ann Buckley Johnson and her husband is Chris, if I remember right. Yes, yes, Chris Johnson. Ann and Chris um, have this practice in Bridgewater, New Jersey. You can contact them. Don't feel ashamed. Give them a call, 609-805-6090, and talk out your situation with them. And if nothing else, they can start giving you the preliminary things to do. I know one of my marketing people came up with the term of navigator for me, that I help people navigate through all the things they got to do to buy or sell a house and then sometimes do both. And it seems like that's what you are as well. It's like, you know where you want to go and you know where you're at. You just don't know how to get from A to B. And Anne could help you navigate through that mess and find out what you're entitled to. It's not overnight and there's never a charge to you, but she's done this, I would think thousands of times at this point in time. You're gonna be like McDonald's, two billion served. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, right. And there's never a fee unless we win an appeal. If okay. we don't win an, an appeal, 
you know, and there's just, there's very few cases where we have said, we've come to a dead end. We said, okay, the facts are totally against us. There's nothing more we can do. Because we usually, we try to find the loophole and we try to find that missing piece of evidence. And we, we don't like to turn anybody away and tell them, sorry, there's nothing more we can do. We try to find something. So uh, you may not be able to say this as a fact, but what percentage of the people that you talk to can you help typically? It all depends on who calls and what their situation is and if they have never filed an initial application again. Mm -hmm. We get many calls from veterans who refer us to people they see at the VA hospital or at the supermarket or whatever. And sadly, a lot of veterans, in my opinion, were entitled to benefits years ago. But unfortunately, because they had no one to help them navigate the system, they never filed a claim. So in that situation, we give them the roadmap. Okay, you need to file this form, file this claim. If you win, congratulations. Tell your friends about us. If the VA says no, put me on speed dial. I'll help you then. Beautiful, beautiful. And it's been wonderful to catch up with you and learn what you're doing. Once again, Ann Buckley Johnson with her husband, Chris, the Buckley Johnson Law Firm, 609-805-6090. What would you like to cover that I haven't asked you about? Just please don't give up. There are people to help you. Buckley Johnson Law Firm standing by to help you. There's always help. There's always somebody you could call. So please don't give up. Just, and I get emotional thinking about this. Just losing one veteran is too many. Right. So there's help out there. And I want to give the hotline number just in case anybody's listening and you're in crisis a 24 7 va has veterans on standby to help you that number is 800-273-8255 the most important thing for veterans is the veteran himself and herself so please Crisis hotline for VA for veterans is 1-800-273-8255. That's Beautiful. the most important thing, Joe, is keeping our veterans alive and letting them know that there's hope. So what I'm going to do with our conversation today is I'm going to take the audio. You won't get to see our beautiful faces, but uh, you will be able to listen to these words and share them with other people and post them on my podcast, which turns out to be a blog post with all the information on how to find Ann, what the phone numbers are, what the the 24-hour hotline for the vets seven days a week, 24 hours are. And I know when we talked last, it had to be maybe three or four years ago, your radio show that you did, and I'm not doing them any longer because of COVID, and I think typical of COVID, I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to doing them because this works. <laughs> it, it does work. Yeah. It does. So, I mean, I've got, and you'll see when I, you know, I, I'm talking to Jack Custon, I'm talking to Raritan Valley, and I'm talking to the county clerk on what the new voting rules are. And every, every week I try to put out one meaningful bit of information. But when we did the radio show three or four years ago, yours was the most replayed show I ever did. So hopefully- Very this, nice. This well, we're, help, we're helping veterans. We're doing it together, Joe. 
That's terrific. Great. So, wow, what a wonderful way to gear your career to help veterans who do not know how to get out of the quagmire that they've gotten into through service to our country. Anne and her husband would be glad to talk to you. I'm going to post all of their contact information on the blog post for this podcast, and I welcome you, as does she, to give them a call. One of the biggest decisions in your lifetime is buying or selling a house. Choosing a realtor with strong client communication, technology, and marketing skills will dramatically improve your chance of success. That's why Hunterdon and Somerset's residents rely on Joe Peters. Joe believes his clients deserve a smooth and seamless experience, not a roller coaster ride. As a Coldwell Banker sales associate with 20 years of experience, he's helped hundreds of people to achieve their goals and dreams, no matter where they were in the buying or selling process. Here's what his satisfied customers have to say. Joe guided us through the process of selling our home and made a complicated transaction appear seamless. Joe is diligent and responsive without being pushy and truly keeps his client's best interest in mind. He would return calls within minutes if he didn't pick up. Joe accomplishes this by approaching every transaction from a business perspective. Initially, he tries to fully understand your goals and dreams and make them his own. Then he takes the mass amount of data that's available and distills it down to a few understandable action points. And finally, he controls the entire process through technology and marketing. The end result to you is a smooth, rewarding customer experience. Let Joe show you how to take his professional expertise and put it to work for you. To contact Joe, go to jpeters.com. You can call 908-238-0118 or text to 908-304-4660.